I'm impatient. I'm very demanding. And that Myers-Briggs personality test has me down as an ENTJ every time I take it, no matter when I take it. That means I'm very decisive, I'm very direct, and I'm very driven. And many times, okay, most of the time, I expect everyone on my team to perform at a higher level and sometimes higher than they're able to hit. I can overlook feelings and I can be very critical. But I love my team and I'll do whatever it takes to help them succeed. I'll invest my personal time and personal money if I have to, to show them what they need to do to get to that next level in life, income, whatever it takes. I create a culture here that enables my team to develop their skills and perform them with excellence. And most importantly, I pray for them daily. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, uh, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, I'm going to be discussing unleashing your potential, the art of building a high-functioning business team. And let me just ask before we get started, I need you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please, I need subscriptions. We have thousands of viewers on YouTube, but not as many subscriptions as I would like. So please, just push that button right there and subscribe today. Thank you. Okay, unleashing potential involves tapping into and maximizing capabilities of individuals and teams. And actually, it starts with us. It starts with the leader. We've got to unleash our potential. We've got to learn more about what we do. And today, we're going to talk about five points, how to unleash potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, we need to recognize and nurture strengths. First, we just need to be real. We need to be real, just like I opened up today. You know, I know my weaknesses. I know my strengths. We need to be real. You need to be real as a leader. If you're going to get to know your team and help them build their strengths, you've got to be real. So we're going to identify unique strengths, talents of your team. First, you got to understand what each member excels at and provide opportunities at different levels and different speeds. Not everybody's going to learn at the same pace. You're going, to have, you're going to have different speeds and different paces. Some are, I call in our heating and air conditioning world, some people are direct drive, boom. Other are variable. They're ramp up. Takes a little more time to ramp up to speed. And that's okay. Takes different people to make a successful team. And you got to be willing to work with all kinds of people. Okay, so here at McAfee, we use the Patrick Lachoni's book, uh, The Six Types of Working Genius. 
And uh, I've had my son Travis here on the show before, uh, but Travis uh, teaches from this book, uh, Strengthening Teams, especially the McAfee team, and he refers to it as the widget. And the widget stands for Wander, uh, Invention, Discernment, Galvanizing, Enablement, and tenacity. We try to foster here a culture that appreciates these values and varied skills that each team member brings to the table, and then we fine-tune them and sharpen them. So number two is encourage constant learning. Boy, I'm a constant learner, and I talk about that often. I mean, you've got, in order to be successful, in order to be a high performer, you better be a constant learner. You've got to create an environment that promotes a growth mindset. Most environments that are growth mindsets, that have growth mindsets rather, um, do encourage constant learning. It's kind of how it works. That's where individuals are encouraged to embrace challenges and they view failures as, as opportunities to learn and improve. You see, failure is expected in an atmosphere of growth. If you look down upon failure and your team is so afraid to fail, you're not in an atmosphere of growth. You're in an atmosphere of play it safe. You're in an atmosphere of no risk. And if you're growing and you're risking and you're making things happen, you know there's going to be failure because the more you do, the more you have the potential of failing at. It's just like having the more customers you have, the more potential there is to have more customer issues. If you only have 10 customers, well, there's a pretty good chance you don't have a whole lot of customer issues. But if you have 10,000 customers, then your chances definitely go up. Okay, so we've got to provide access to training. Boy, I, I always say we train, train, and train some more. And uh, we've got to provide mentorship. And we've got to provide the resources that support ongoing learning and skill development. I'm getting ready to bring in a company, um, and I'll mention them later uh, after they're in here and working with us and and we see good success, but I'm getting ready to bring in a company to train us on some better systems in place in management and in service in our service department and uh, in our customer service department. So these people, this is what they do best. This is what they specialize in. First of all, I'm a firm believer that if we master it, we're going to train it. And in this case, we've tried everything we know how to do, and I'm just not satisfied, then I'll go out and we'll find someone who knows more than we do and know how to do it better than we do. Um, but if we know how to do it, we're going to train it in-house because I'd much rather train it our way, the McAfee way of how we do things. But we, we reach a point where we're going, it's, what we're doing is not working. We got to bring someone else in that knows more than we do. 
I found this interesting. Benjamin Franklin had a five-hour rule, and it reflected the very simple idea that over time, the smartest and the most successful people are the ones who are constant and deliberate learners. You see, it involves spending just one hour a day or five hours a week learning, reflecting, and experimenting. Boy, and that's a great rule. It's known as the Franklin five-hour rule. And boy, was he ahead of his time, right? I mean, just one hour a day, five hours a week. You're going to increase your learning. You become a constant learner. We ought to have a constant learner class. You become a constant learner. You learn more. You reflect more and experiment more. You become more successful. You become more smarter. I just read something... um, today that says the brain it isn't the brain doesn't just stop the brain's constantly learning it's constantly learning as you feed your brain it grows it grows in knowledge it grows in memory it grows in um intelligence and we can feed our brain until we die but know this we can feed it with good and positive things or we can feed it with bad and negative things and it will learn and grow based on what you feed it, okay? Remember that. So we had recognize and nurture strengths, number one. Number two, encourage constant learning. Number three, empowerment and autonomy, okay? Empowerment and autonomy. And empower team members by giving them the autonomy to make decisions and take ownerships of their projects, Now, this fosters a sense of responsibility and accountability. So we love to give responsibility. If you're going to have an employee, you need to give them responsibility. Here's your responsibility. This is your job. This is what you need to do. But you also then need to hold them accountable, and they have to have accountability. Now, the autonomy in the workplace that I'm talking about refers to employees that have some level of control over how they get their work done, such as how they accomplish their tasks, set deadlines. You see, we talk about the McAfee way often, and we teach the McAfee way, and we'll teach them how we do things. And however, they have to make it fit. When I teach salespeople how to close, they don't have to say it exactly how I do, but they have to get the same results I do, okay? They can tweak a few things. If a word's not comfortable for them, they can tweak the word as long as it means the same. And they can their style, their approach, as long as they get the results that we get using the McAfee way of selling, then I'm fine with that. I'm not going to hold anybody to a, a strict script. They got to we got to give a little flexibility there, and and they've got to be able to. Um, you know, enjoy their job and make things work um, thinking for themselves. As long as they say, I often often teach that the McAfee way is like a football field and you've got your sidelines. And of course you got your goalposts. We got to set goals, but the sidelines, you can, you can run in that field left to right, as long as you don't go out of bounds. So the flexibility of what we allow is within that field and they can play in that field. 
Um, I just don't go out of bounds. You know, we've had people go out of bounds before. And you go out of bounds, you're no, you're no longer under the McAfee way, and we're going to pull you in and correct that, okay? So uh, it's very important because trusting individuals with responsibilities allow them to stretch their capabilities and it encourages a sense of ownership. So they own it. I like people to own things. You know, own it. If you own it, you're going to be more responsible. You're going to, you're going to be more successful if you own it. And uh, that's very important. Okay. Number four is effective communication. You know, informed people make better decisions. And you've got to communicate well. I've got to communicate well. So we establish clear and open lines of communication within our team. Uh, we have multiple meetings. We have multiple powwows. We have a group text per department. Um, so we ensure that everyone understands the overall vision of McAfee, um, our goals, and their roles in achieving them. That's very important. That's called setting expectations too, folks, because if you don't – I did it wrong for a long time. I – I would bring people in and I'd say, what do you think your expectations are? And they truly didn't know, or they'd give me their answer. I was not setting expectations right from the top and they weren't trickling down well. So we got to set expectations. Actually, a study from Gallup found that 50% of managers don't set proper expectations. And for this reason, only half of the people on teams said they actually know what's expected of them. In general. Wow, that's pretty powerful. So clarity in the workplace eliminates frustration, eliminates turnover, and, and it eliminates low morale. Okay, clarity. Keep it clear, precise, effective communications, very important. And, and then encourage feedback. Encourage feedback and active listening. They've got to be listening. When, when we have a McAfee meeting, no matter what size, whether it's the full company meeting or group meetings, departmental meetings, the, you better be bringing either an electronic device to write with or a paper and pencil because you better be taking notes. So active listening is basically taking notes. Create we create a culture where ideas are freely shared. Everybody, you got you got an idea. You know, when I worked for Firestone Tire and Rubber Company, which my dad retired from, my grandpa retired from back in Harvey Firestone, founded, you know, Firestone in a garage and um, making bike tires. They had on their pencils, back when companies used to give pencils away, I still have one. Uh, it's red, and Firestone's colors were red. But it says on the pencil, engraved, cash for suggestions. You see, uh, when you create a culture where ideas are shared freely, Firestone paid cash for a good suggestion, and constructive input is valued. We, we value your input. You give us some input, and it's valuable to us. That means you're thinking. I love it. All right, last, number five, very important, set challenging goals. You see, if you want to unleash potential within your company and you want a high-functioning business team, 
You've got to set challenging goals. Establish ambitious yet achievable goals. Don't put them so far out there you can't achieve them. You know, that is um, discouraging, basically. So they got to be achievable uh, for the team. And challenging goals can motivate individuals to go beyond their comfort zone and reach new heights. Now, when you help people reach new heights, they take on a, a whole new outlook in their, in their life, in their job. And they, they like, they now enjoy being challenged and it motivates them. And then you teach them how to set their own goals. That gives them a sense of momentum and satisfaction as they achieve them because they're their own goals. Remember, they own it. Ownership's important. And then, by the way, when you give these goals, break them down a little bit into smaller, more manageable goals and tasks to provide a sense of progress, see, and accomplishment along the way. When I think of manageable tasks, I always think of the checkoff list. You know, the to-do list. And you check, you either check them off or you cross them out, whatever you want to do. It, you, you, you can do it on a computer and you can actually draw a line in a computer, but there's nothing better for me to cross that baby off and accomplish that goal. Get it off my table, right? Get it off my back sometimes. Okay. So the secret psychology in a checkoff list is very interesting because it gives us a feeling when we get that crossed off with a Sharpie or whatever you use, or we click that button, whatever it is, it's a fulfillment, a joy, and an accomplishment that keeps us motivated. Remember, motivation's temporary. So we need a lot of it. We've got to motivate ourselves. We've got to motivate our team. Help them. Years and years ago, I was an installer. I mean, I've wore every hat like a lot of you guys have. I've wore every hat in my business getting it started. But I learned right away when I, I'd be in a basement tearing things out. First thing I'd do is rip off some cardboard with a Sharpie and I'd write one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Here's what we got to do. Disconnect the gas line, disconnect the electric, uh, tear out the unit, cut the sheet metal, pre-measure the sheet metal, uh, carry the unit out. I mean, everything got checked off, guys, and it, and it went so fast. I got, I made things happen, man. I, I did not let the grass grow under my feet waiting to do an install. That's why that's why we came up originally when when all the other uh, of our competitors were were doing an install in two to three days and a residential install in two to three days. Can't get my head around that, but that's what was happening when I got into the industry in the '90s. And we came out with a one-day install. Now, at first, it was a 10 to 12-hour day, but it's still one day. And then we got it down to 10 hours and 8 hours, and now sometimes we can do it in 6 hours. I've had crews that could do it in 6 hours every day. But systems, when you put systems in place and you have goals, you know, I'll pay people for 8 hours if they can get it done in 6 all day long. 
and get it done right without a recall, all those good things. Nobody's rushing. Nobody's cutting corners. It looks prime. Okay? I'm going in March to see prime time. Deion Sanders, I can't wait, um, at the at a Maxwell seminar, John Maxwell seminar. But it's prime. It looks prime. Okay? Uh Unleashing potential is about creating. When we talk about unleashing potential here, first of all, you got to unleash your own in order to unleash others. So when you unleash potential, it's about creating an environment that fosters growth. It's all about growth. Uh, I just read this week that most multimillionaires are not motivated as much by money as they are growth. Money's the byproduct of growth. When you're growing and doing things right, you're going to make more money than you can comprehend. But if you're only focused on money, you're going to be chasing it forever. But most entrepreneurs who are very successful are motivated by growth. And uh, we foster a business that fosters growth. And we empower individuals and encourage collaboration. It involves recognizing the unique qualities of team members. Boy, this is important. And and provides the support and opportunities they need to excel to reach their full potential. Because you can be the greatest entrepreneur in the world, but if you can't manage people and empower them to be better, your business is not going to go so far. Only so far, rather. And uh, so we've got to uh, got to do these things to unleash potential in other people. When you start leashing potential in other people, they stay around longer. They're more successful. They're happier in their job. And, and we call them, we just say they stick. They get it and they stick. The people that actually get it and realize at McAfee that I can make more money here than I've ever made in my life. I can enjoy my job. I can figure out the systems so I understand um, what the expectations are and do my job better. And they love working here. I mean, today we have a, a almost, well, we, we just hired like 10 new people in the last three months, not because anyone left, but, but because we're growing. So, but I can tell you that we've got a very large group in the middle that's been here somewhere between three and 15 years. Now, you know, I've got someone that's been here 30. I've got some that's been here 18. But we've got some people that's been three to 15 years. I'll take that all day long. When the average is what? Three years uh, today. So that's powerful. So just to rehash, unleashing potential starts with recognizing and nurturing strengths, encouraging constant learning, empowering and autonomy, and effective communication, and set challenging goals. Very important. Okay, folks, before we wrap this up, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Subscribe is the key. I'd love to have... 100 or 200 more subscribers just from this one podcast. I challenge you guys, please subscribe. And 
Sam, who manages my podcast for me, Sam, put that up there really big. Subscribe right there. Let him push that button for me, please. I'm not trying to be funny, but I am. Okay. I need more subscriptions, please. Uh, You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. I do have a couple more guests coming up. As you see, we're going to do a mixture of interviews and solo. Uh, I hope you enjoy both. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week. And again, I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on. God bless. We're not promised another one, so make it a great day.